Hey friends, welcome to the Flip Angels podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rob Fitzhugh, and in this podcast, we talk about everything to do with failure. We're going to chat about the stuff in business that nearly breaks us, the stuff we thought we couldn't survive. We're always talking about the mistakes people made and how they managed to flip that failing, learning from it. The focus here is to talk about your mistakes and not the achievements. It's to talk about where you went wrong and then how eventually you made that go right. This podcast is really aimed at any business owner or budding entrepreneur looking to learn from the failure and eventual success of others. In this week's podcast, we're chatting with Mary Daly, who is an education consultant. Mary has spent a career working in education, first as a teacher and then as a principal. She takes us through the rapid changes in education, the failures she endured trying to shepherd this change, and the importance of soft skills, selling yourself, and communication in management. We'll get cracking and we'll let Mary take us through it. As you say, my name is Mary Daly. I was born and reared in Donegal and uh, went to college in uh, UCG in Galway and studied Irish geography and archaeology and ultimately became a teacher like a lot of people from Donegal and ended up ended up in Ballyfermot in Dublin uh, way back in 1977. So as I say, the rest is history. I, I was teaching in St. Dominic's College for since 1977 and I retired there in 2018, spending the last 18 years as a as principal of the school. So and how did you find in that period of time? How did you find uh, was there did you, was there huge changes in education and people's approach to education over that oh, period of time? Oh yeah, or? yeah, huge, huge changes. You know, and as delighted to say that it was changes for the better. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the early days, a lot of and it was all girls. A lot of girls d- didn't remain in education as, as, as the boys as well, because a lot of them had to go home and help out at home and things like that. Total different, totally different world from today. And when you think of um, the responsibilities they they had to take on, you know, years ago. Whereas now they have a greater choice, and there's much more encouragement for 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 young people, and especially in our school, the, all the girls, you know, you know, encourage them to stay on at school and you know have a life and outside the home and go and do training, go to college, get a course, and so on. So um, changing that changing that mindset, and I think that was that was huge, and it was one of the one of my strong, as I call, moral purpose over my years, and especially when I, be, well, as a teacher, but especially when I became principal, that I said, look, it can be a nice chance, you know, to, to have a more leadership role in the school and trying to also inspire and coach the teachers to, to have that same vision for the young people and then work with the young people as well. And then we became DESH, you know, which it was introduced in the early 2000s for schools in disadvantaged area. And the word DESH means opportunity. So desk schools were, were encouraged to start gathering data and it was something that we didn't do in schools. You know, you just, kids came, you took their attendance, but you didn't really monitor their, their progress and so on. Whereas desh encouraged us to, to look at our attendance and look at our attention and attainment progression to, to further ed and third level. So it, it really made us to step up to the mark. And I think it, it made, it encouraged staff to be much more aspirational and positive and creating greater hope uh, for the students and and did you find there was any sort of resistance to that or any sort of kind of or was 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 change rapid the minute people were like let's let's focus on this yeah change as we say change can bring a little bit of dare i say anxiety to people and a bit a bit of worry or this and especially in those days this is the way we did it you know and now we have to change the way we do things so and my point would be that change is 
change is very very positive but you have it's a challenge but you, i mean you have to work with people and ensure that they you work with them and you know provide the support for them because as i said we introduced another program by the department of education called school completion program scp way back um in, in around the year 2000 they brought in a stay in school initiative and this was for second level schools but, but my point was you need to work with the students at an early age from the time they go to school that they have that that mindset that they're going to stay in school and they're going to go on to second level and hopefully then go on to further ed or go on to third level or whatever so it was a, it was a big change you know and and we had to look at each well, we were good at that anyway, but looking at each student individually and looking at strengths rather than, you know, years ago, and we all remember the days when when Mary or Johnny, you know, wasn't able to do their English or their maths or whatever, and they were just stuck at the back of the class and they ended up dropping out, you know? Yeah, and I remember, because I, I would have been one of those people who couldn't do maths, but I, re I re even remember going to, I mean, I'm getting on now, but I remember going to a guidance counsellor years ago, and, yeah. and I know that process has changed, but it was like you fill out a paper and then they just say, you should do this and you're you're, yeah. you're you're pigeonholed into into specific boxes and you're young and you hear that and you go well an adult is telling yeah. me that and it must be true and and then you kind of carry that with you and you're like oh i should be doing exactly, something like that. yeah for 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 young people to to realize and to understand that anything is possible you know and to really try to get them to think outside the box you know and when as you say when they, when i can't i always i talk about the change mindset and um, big believer in that carl dweck is a lady who's written a lot on that and it's when i say i can't do maths or i can't do irish change to change it to i can and how how i can you know in small steps so um and, and, and not having people sort of um in a box you know that they can think outside that box you know anything yeah I, I i often say when someone says i can't it's like you can't do it yet as well often what i say but in terms of, of then your experience your transition to being a principal and mm. being in a position to kind of shape things as opposed to being part of it um was there any time or any experience you had where you look back now and you say i could have done things differently or you know i i i i i i at, yes. the, at the time i failed at it but maybe um i learned something from it yeah well i'll, I'll probably go back to maybe before i became became principal I, I was on my third attempt and I was successful uh, in gaining the position you know I applied in say 98 for principal I didn't get it um, applied for a deputy the following year and then in 2000 I said right here we go again but I did learn from the failure the first time and I often say to myself thank god I didn't get it because I wasn't ready for it you know but you know, I stepped up to the mark, and a lot of people, when when they fail, they say, "Oh well, why wasn't I chosen, or why wasn't I selected?" But I, I looked, <clears throat> I looked at myself, and I reflected, and I say, "Look, what what do I need? What do I need to do to, you know, that when I go again, that I, I can prove that I, that I am, I am probably better prepared for the job now." And I think that was that was the big learning. And I went and did a few courses and things like that, and I hadn't done anything since I was in college, so you know, I went and did a diploma. And, you know, so challenge myself, you know, to go back to college and so on. So, and, and also I was still very involved with school and extracurricular activities, but probably looking at teaching and looking at, um, you know, setting up um, subject, um, subject uh, teams, you know, so that you'd share good practice and things like that. And that's an area that I'm still, um, you know, very, very, 
I, I, I think it's very, very important in schools that we look at teaching and learning and how do we how do we engage the young people? And especially today, we, we really need to be thinking outside the box and getting them, you know, engaged, engaging in the 21st century. But but just going back to that, so on the third on the third attempt, I was was successful and I was better prepared for it. So that that was a very good example of failure. It made me look look at myself. It wasn't the interview panel that failed. It was me that failed and I needed to do something about it. And did, you know? did, did they give you that feedback when you were doing it? I'll be honest, in those days, yeah, I would, I would have, yeah, I'm sorry, I would have got a bit of feedback, you know, and also in the whole area of, of um, preparation for an interview, you know, now where I would help people prepare for an interview, it, I was probably a bit too local. I didn't kind of develop my questions enough, you know, and, and looking at them from a, from a leadership point of view, you know, so it was maybe too local. So that that was one of the learning too, that I presumed that they knew you know, my strengths and what I was able to do and things like that. I didn't, I didn't explain them enough, you know, like I was like, I, I, I had a, a very similar thing happened to me where I went for a promotion in a job and I was being interviewed by someone I knew quite well and I didn't get the job because they said you didn't um, explain your strengths yeah, enough. You sell yourself. Yeah. And I was like, but, and in my logic at the time I was like, but sure, we work together every day. You know, my strengths. Why do I need to yeah. say this out loud? That, that was a big learning huge learning and that's what I say to people now when they're applying for jobs so you go in there even if you if you know Johnny on the interview panel or Mary you know they don't know everything about you and the other three on the interview panel don't know you so you need to go back and it, often people say you know we Irish don't like blowing our trumpet you know and saying we're good at this or we're good at that you know but come here you have to do it <laughs> Otherwise, and, and also what you think of yourself matters so mm. you, you might be interviewed by somebody who knows you, but it's also important how you think of yourself you, and how confident yeah. you are at doing something. And, and you know, what you and you don't know what they think of you. So exactly. Um, and, and, and in terms of, of, of the knowledge and the leveling up, there's because generally there's two types of people and this maybe there's more now, but generally there's the type of person like you're explaining who goes for an interview, realizes they're maybe lacking certain skills and then decides to plug those gaps and then there's the other type of person who's like i can't go for that interview because i don't know these things yeah which one do you think is more productive or maybe it just depends on the because i know people who wouldn't who wouldn't i suppose who wouldn't take a, a shot at something because there's a preconceived notion that they need to know x amount of things before they go for it and it can be almost debilitating they don't go anywhere because they don't mm. try because yeah, I think right. it's the other the other person who you know looks at the gaps. If that's you, if you're looking at the gaps and you're building your capacity, you know, and you're you're working on the areas that you're I don't like using the word weak, but you know where where you're you're not as strong as in other areas. So I think that's that's a real learning, and you're and you're developing yourself, and you're becoming more self aware, and you're building your capacity. You know, so and the more you do that, then the more you can support and coach others. And 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 if if you can cast your mind back, what do you think was the chief difference between like what what was the what was the major thing that for lack of a better phrase, what was the major weakness that you think you had to work on between interview one and interview three? Well, it was looking at um, you know, you know, and uh, it's moving from being a class teacher, being the teacher of Irish and geography, going into a leadership role where you're where you're leading, you know, we're all leaders in our classrooms and so on, but where you're leading people, you're leading the school, you're leading the students, staff, the parents, all the stakeholders involved in the school. So, like, I needed to work, 
look at the big picture and, and, and develop those skills of, of, of communicating, you know, how do you communicate pe with people and how do you, you know, because it's, 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 it's nice getting a job in your own place where you've worked for years, but also it can bring another side where people may not, you know, may not agree with you and here's Mary Daly, you know, who does she, you know, who does she think she is kind of, you know, and they could maybe make life a wee bit difficult for you, you know, so it's how do you deal with conflict, you know, and, and how do you try and bring people like that on board and I always say, look, if you can try and bring most people on board, there's always going to be people that probably resist, you know, and at times you just need to prioritize and say, look, is it worth, is it worth your time and energy? Because sometimes some people will not change, but, but one of the areas, as I said, communication and, and as I say, having those courageous conversations and how to deal with a conflict and, and introducing any, any change in the school and, and slowing down. I mean, that's one thing of, of introducing anything changes, you know, change, as I say, it brings challenges, but you need to introduce it slowly and get people on board. It's not just you, you need to have teams around you and establishing teams and, and giving teams time to, to look at themselves. Yeah. Who are they as a team and what, what do they bring to the table as well? You know, so you're delegating and again, you're building capacity and bringing more people on board, you know? And was there a lot of on, do you find there was a lot of on the job learning for that? Because oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 they, they, they talk an awful lot now about nowadays. They talk an awful lot about how you know they soft skills for management. Yeah, so by, yeah, like as in you like don't follow Simon Sinek, do you? Uh, I don't know. They were talking about. I can't remember who was talking about it recently, and they were they were talking about um how you would primarily you would promote people internally because they have you know they're yeah. really they're really good at their job, mm -hmm. and in actual fact that they're lacking. The, so mm. the soft skills that are really important to manage people and that it's the wrong exactly. way of looking at things. As I say, um, the soft skills are they, because the soft skills are what he calls the human skills, you know, yeah. of, of being able to, you know, have those conversations of, of having the empathy for understanding people. This is, and that's, that's huge because we all know like how to teach our Irish and geography say, but like, how do we know how to manage people? And that's, that's a real skill. And that's a, it's an area that I, do you know a fair bit of reading on it and I do a bit of work with Minut University with teachers who want to be future leaders so I'm kind of enjoying that you know because no, it is an interesting topic because I've seen like I've worked in places where they've they've promoted like the the, the best person on the team who's good at mm. a very analytical job to a, a role of manager and then team morale is destroyed because they're like well this person doesn't like they're this person doesn't meet those soft skills they're they're still exactly. doing their old job and they're they're not very kind of because there's a requirement of a of a kind of a human touch and a bit of leadership human. and a bit of direction mm. i mean you have to look at the you have to look at the whole person and i think now today people are are looking at those soft skills and looking at you know the whole area of emotional intelligence and things like that where you can bring people you can bring people with you and especially in in a school, I mean, it's, it's people, as, as I say, it's, you know, you're working with people all the time, not sitting in an office at a computer, you're, you're working with people and, you know, and every, and every person is different. And, and to understand, you know, that everybody is, is different, you know, that we all ever, you know, getting to know people, you know, and, 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 and how you approach people, I think, you know, is a real skill, you know, but it, it, it takes time and it takes effort and it's, doesn't happen overnight you know and you because you, you're saying you're working with people now do you think that do you think that's a skill that was probably neglected in schools yeah yeah um, i think so and i think like in all like in training even for i'm just going to look at the teaching profession like they don't do enough of it in, in teacher training be it primary or, or second level you know 
looking at the, the whole thing of the emotional intelligence and empathy and you know and those soft skills you know and how to deal how to deal with conflict because you're going to have you know difficult conversations in in a, in a school you know be it with a student or a parent or a staff member like that's life and we are usually if if you can deal with them and you're well trained and well skilled in it they, they usually come they're very positive outcomes from them you know so there's good learning for for both hopefully you know there you have it a quality conversation with mary uh, i think it's important for all of us to remember that you need to sell yourself, especially when you're going for interviews, especially when you're working internally. As you can see from Mary's examples, she didn't sell herself enough. She didn't, I suppose, rate herself enough. She didn't put enough um, emphasis on who she was and selling that to other people. And I suppose in a way that kind of held her back, but it also, she learned something from it. I mean, she learned every time she failed those interviews, she realized there was something she was lacking and she was able to focus on work on those missing points. And essentially, you know, evolve and develop into the the principal she became and then another important thing is that she realized when she became a principal the level of communication that was needed the level of soft skills needed to be able to communicate to be able to do your job correctly and to be able to bring change um, and for anyone who's been in the education i'd imagine education has, has changed exponentially in the last 30 40 years especially here in ireland and um, and still changing all the time and i work in education myself and i can see the difference i can see the the ways they're approaching kids. I look back and I say, God, things would have been different if I had been um, uh, in this education system. It was a little bit different when I was in school. But anyway, a very fascinating, fascinating chat. Um, and I learned a lot from it. I really like talking about management and soft skills because I think that's very important today. And I think it's something that um, a lot of us are lacking or or, or don't realise that we need to focus on. It's something that maybe it's a failure we all have that maybe we need to work on, especially if we're trying to get into a position of, of, of management. Um, thank you so much for your time and your support um, as always um, I'll catch you guys next week in the next episode um, if you are looking to connect um, or if you are looking to overcome some failures of your own you can book some time uh, with our talent heroes with our uh, failure experts um, on the Flip Angels podcast you can find the details in the information below um, thanks so much again guys as always I'm your host Rob Fitzhugh this is the Flip Angels podcast um, until next time <laughs>